Hey guys, welcome back to Mommyhood Redeemed. So sorry we haven't been here lately. Uh, lots has been going on in our lives personally and with school starting and I'm sure you understand. So we haven't really had a chance to record, but we're super excited to be back and to talk about something that's so important and something we are, <clears throat> excuse me, called to do each and every day with our kiddos as a mama. Yes, I feel like once fall comes and school starts up and all the kids have their activities and then We've had sickness on in both of our families. It's just been crazy and hectic, but we are so excited to be back and to jump into this topic, which is going to be about sharing the gospel with our kids. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's older, he will not depart from it. Proverbs 22, 6. And that verse is thrown around in Christian circles constantly, and unfortunately, it's also misinterpreted. Uh, This is not a promise, you guys. There is no promise that says if you train up your kids in the Lord, they will be saved. But on the flip side, there is also a responsibility here. And there is some truth that if you do train your child up in the way they should go, there is a reality that fruit will be seen. Nobody's grandfathered into the kingdom of heaven. Your child does not get to slide in on your ticket. And as much as we would like to guarantee the salvation of our kids, we have to remember that the Lord has chosen to bring his people to true faith and repentance and that he will do that. It's not us. The the reality is that sometimes children who are raised in solid Christian families, they grow up to abandon the faith and not love Jesus. And there are also a lot of kids who are graciously redeemed by the father who are raised in homes that do not love God and fear God. Um, Grace to You had a really great article about this, and we wanted to share briefly a good interpretation of that proverb. Proverbs 22.6 is a principle that is generally true. The same principle would be true if applied to soldiers, carpenters, teachers, or any other form of training. How a person is trained determines what he becomes. In Jesus' words, Everyone after he has been fully trained will be like his teacher, Luke 640. The same principle applies to children who, excuse me, who are also normally products of their training. This is an axiomatic or self-evident truism, but Proverbs 22.6 is not a promise for Christian parents to claim that will guarantee their children will never depart from the way of truth. The great Puritan commentator Matthew Henry made these remarks about truism of Proverbs 22, 6. When they grow up, when they grow old, it is to be hoped they will not depart from it. Good impressions made upon them will abide upon them all their days. Ordinarily, the vessel retains the savor, which was which it was first seasoned. Many indeed have departed from the good way in which they were trained up. Solomon himself did so. But early training may be a means of their recovering themselves as it is supposed Solomon did. At least the parents will have the comfort of having done their duty and used the means. But we also know that the character of our God, he is a God who is mighty to save and who says in 2 Peter 3, 8 through 10, that he is not wanting anyone to perish, but rather for all to come to repentance and faith. So knowing this should motivate us all the more to share the gospel to all those around us and to beg our good, good God to open their eyes and hearts to truth and to save them. And if you're anything like me, 
your heart longs for the salvation of your children really more than anything else. Yes, that's so true. I think as my kids are getting older and specifically my oldest uh, is just starting to ask questions and understand Mm -hmm. more this burden of his salvation and um, my kid's salvation is just on my heart more often than it really ever has been. And I long more than anything for him and, of course, my other kids to repent and just put their faith and trust in Christ and for them to see their sin for what it is and to realize that what Christ did on the cross is such a precious gift and so amazing and so wonderful. But at the same time, I am just humbly reminded day in and day out that um, I am not the one that's going to open his heart, that it is maybe through our interactions and through our conversations that God uses to open his heart, but it ultimately is God who has to do the work. Um, I just know that, you know, through um, at least our experience with our oldest, um, sometimes, you know, the reason that he avoids sinning or he chooses to do the right thing is not because he's choosing to please God and to do you know, Mm -hmm. what his word says, but rather he just is trying to please mom and dad or even just to avoid a discipline. And we see that, I think, with little kids often, you know, they they know the consequences for making a bad choice and a sinful choice. And so the reason they're motivated to obey is not always or even usually as young children because they don't want to sin against a holy God. It's because they don't want to get discipline. But at the same time, Mm -hmm. as my kids have gotten older and specifically my oldest, there are times when I start to see fruit and it's just a precious reminder to me that, okay, my sowing is not in vain, that there is something going on, um, that God is faithful. He's good. And he is just redeeming those everyday moments with them. And we as parents, Mm -hmm. as moms, are called to sow those seeds of faith and to just pray and to beg God to grow them and to pray that they're the seeds that fall in good soil and that they take root and that they really grow deep. Mm -hmm. So anyways, back to the article Lauren was sharing about, um, we will try and link that in one of our posts so that you guys can read the whole thing Mm -hmm. because it is so good. But as a general rule, parents who follow biblical principles in bringing up their children will see a positive effect on the character of their children. So from a statistical point of view, children who grow up in a Christ-honoring home are more likely to remain faithful to Christ in adulthood than kids who grow up in a home where the parents dishonor the Lord. Uh, So that truism that Lauren was talking about earlier in Proverbs 22.6 does apply. We're certainly not to think that God's sovereignty and salvation means the way we raise our kids is inconsequential. God often does use faithful parents as the instruments in the salvation of their children. But ultimately, your children's salvation is a matter that is to be settled between them and God. And nothing that we do is going to guarantee their salvation. To that end, you should be praying to God and instructing your children using all available means to impress the gospel truth continually on their hearts. But ultimately, a grown child's spiritual fitness alone is not a reliable gauge of the parent's success. And I love hearing that because I think so often Mm -hmm. in Christian circles, there is so much pressure um, later on in life. Like 
you know, I am guilty of it, even of judging parents, like, well, why did their kids fall away, you know, from the Lord? Why mm-hmm. didn't they, they stay in the faith? And ultimately that's mm-hmm. something between them and the Lord. And if they were faithful that, you know, to train their kids up, then they did what they were called to do. So the simple fact is that your best efforts cannot guarantee the salvation for your children. But if you're a bad example, you can be a hindrance to the work of the gospel in their hearts. While you might not be Mm -hmm. able to single-handedly win them to the Lord, your influence runs deep and helps set the course for their lives. And that is so Mm -hmm. true because you, especially as a mom, you're the one who's influencing them the most. They're with you the most from birth Mm -hmm. to especially in the little years, they're with you all the time. So you do have the greatest influence on them. So what can we do to be obedient to the word of God and training up our kids? Well, first, you know, almost simply, but not simply, we need to share the gospel. You guys, we, how will they even believe if they don't hear it? We can't think that our kids are too little, that the gospel is too complex for them. Jesus himself said, let the little children come to me and that the kingdom of God belongs to ones such as these. Speaking of children, um, children have such a tender heart. They believe easily. They see things so much more purely than adults do. And their minds haven't been as tainted by the evils of the world and their own sin. And although they are sinners, they are still protected from much of the things in the world. And they're really perfect candidates to hear the gospel. Uh, we need to speak, excuse me, um, first Corinthians 15, one through four, which says, now I would remind you brothers of the gospel. I preached to you, which you received in which you stand and by which you are being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believe in vain for I delivered you delivered to you as of first importance, what I also received that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. We need to explain to them, you guys, they are sinners. Yes. (laughs) Your two-year-old does need to hear uh, that what he does is bad and that he has a bad heart, that his heart is selfish and needs redemption and step aside (laughs) self-esteem because this is far from that. It's so important for us to share the truth with our kids. If they don't see how bad they are, they will never see and understand how good God is and how much they need his redemption. Remember Romans three tells us that there is no good, no one who does good. No, not one. And one way that I've practically, or our family has practically shared the gospel with our kids is to talk about him constantly all the time. When they wake up and look out the window, we talk about God's beautiful handiwork in the sunrise and how thankful we are that the sun's even rising. And, you know, at breakfast, we thank him for our food and we talk about where, you know, the waffles Mm -hmm. come from, like the the wheat grew in the field and that the fact that God is the one that makes those seeds even grow. And uh, we'll ask him questions about him and we turn on worship music while we're getting ready in the morning. And it seems like little things and maybe they don't pay attention to the worship music, but you guys, they ask questions. Like they will ask, well, mommy, what does this mean? That what does great mean? Or what, why does it say that, that we love God with all our hearts and minds and souls and all of this waiting in Christ really brings up constant questions about him from my kids. And I totally love it. They ask 
excuse me, multiple questions, multiple times a day when my husband and I are making a concerted effort to keep him consistently talked about. Um, They've learned so many deep theological things during these um, conversations that I've had. And though we do also use resources um, and tools and have set Bible study times in our family, I really feel like when my kids ask these questions for themselves, they learn about Christ even more so because it's their, their, uh, they're just focused on the questions that they are asking instead of us sitting them down and testing them. Um, and so their minds are constantly on him and it really gives us so much joy. Yeah. And that totally segues into the second point, which is just redeeming those little moments. Um, like Lauren said, we have to make sure that we share the gospel with our kids and as silly as it might sound, tell your little five or six month old, the gospel they're listening, they're Mm -hmm. looking, why not? Mm -hmm. And guess what? They're great audiences to practice sharing the gospel with your kids are such good audiences to share the gospel to because they, you doesn't have to be perfect. They don't know everything. They're so young and you Mm -hmm. can practice sharing the gospel with them. Um, and like Lauren said, they are such good question askers. Um, I don't even know if that's a word, (laughs) but they do. They ask such good questions and that just promotes more discussion. But um, yeah, so just redeeming the everyday moments, like Lauren said, seeing God in creation, um, in relationships and suffering within your family and with um, in the world, Um, you know, movies, TV, there's so many redeeming moments in those movies and TVs that we watch, there's always underlying storylines and ways that we can draw Mm -hmm. out uh, good and bad things from them and just ask our kids questions and just prompt discussion with them. And even the little ones, not just, you know, we don't have to wait until they're seven, eight, nine years old. You can talk to your three, four, five-year-old about these things. Songs, same thing. Um, During discipline, you know, when you're correcting your kids to share the gospel with them and show them, okay, you know, I'm doing this because mommy's obeying what God says to do. And when you Mm -hmm. sin, you're sinning against God first and foremost, but, you know, sharing God's grace in that. And sometimes we choose, um, my husband and I, we choose to show our kids grace and not even give them a discipline when they deserve to get one to show them what grace really means. Mm -hmm. Um, and to give them that example of that grace and mercy, and then practically when, you know, there's sick family members, whether it's in our own family or uh, within p- our friends or our extended family, if there is somebody who is either ill, has a chronic illness, has, mm-hmm. um, you know, surgery or anything like that, just to pray practically for them and to show them um, what it means to love others, whether that is bringing them a meal even um, just to minister to them, to, um, talk to them about big decisions that we're making, you know, in our family and how we're praying for, um, God's direction and his will. Um, my family has been making big decisions and it's so funny because my kids are like, did God give you an answer yet? (laughs) Did he tell you (laughs) what you're supposed to do? But it's, that's how their little minds work. And, you know, we're like, yeah, God, God's given us an answer and this is how he's answering us. It's not verbal, but through his word and through prayer and through his peace and counsel and all these things. And, 
Um, we've taught our kids whenever we see a fire truck or an ambulance go by with their sirens on, um, we pray for the, the people that they're going to. And my little one, my two-year-old, <laughs> sometimes there's not even a siren on. He just sees a fire truck and he's like, pray for the people, pray for the people. Aww. But it's such <laughs> a good way for them to um, to mm-hmm. love others and to, sh- to just be Christ um, to others and to really live the gospel out. And, you know, like Lauren said, when you see a beautiful sunset or you see a, a neat new bug as my boys like to find um, just to be like, wow, you know, God made that God made all these things. He is so powerful. He's so great. We were talking about creation the other day in our Bible lesson at homeschool. And um, my kids were laughing because they're like, I said, guys, can I go outside and just be like, let there be pizza. And you know, pizza comes like, no, (laughs) I don't have that kind of power, but God does. And he is so um, just powerful and so amazing. And then lastly, we just need to be really intentional in our example. And this one is so convicting for me because this is hard and this is where the rubber meets the road. This is where, you know, we're not just hearers of the word, but we're doers. And these little eyes are watching everything we do, everything we say, and we really are Jesus to them. We're the living example. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul said, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And so can we say that to our kids? Can we say, imitate mom as I imitate Christ? I know I fail in that more often than I would like. And, you know, if all we ever do is speak to them and we don't ever show them what it looks like to love Jesus or to follow him, they probably aren't going to ever want to know him because all it is is just, oh, sit down, time to do devotions, time to do this. And there isn't a relationship with Christ. There isn't this love for him, this trust in him. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, do we love like Jesus does? Do we show them what it means to need him? Do we turn to him in all things? Do we teach them how to pray and why we need to pray? You know, is it just something, okay, we have to pray because we eat before we eat or do we really, do we show them like, this is why we're praying to God. Um, do we teach them the word of God and do they see us reading it? That um, is important for us to our kids to actually see us in the word. Do we speak scripture to them? Do we teach it to them? Do we memorize it with them? Um, that is something we want mm-hmm. them to hide God's word in our heart, in their hearts. Are we doing that as well with them? And we are in the thick of this right with you. We're striving to tra- train up our kids in the way they should go, sharing the gospel, redeeming the everyday, and striving to set that example that is worthy of following. But we have to remember at the end of the day, the salvation of your kiddo does not rest on you. And that should be a very comforting fact that you can't save your child. Only he can. Depend on him. Cry out to him beg him to do the work that only he can do. I would rather trust a good and loving sovereign God with the salvation of my baby than myself. Amen. Me too. We just have to remember that the spiritual outcome of your child taken by itself is not a reliable gauge of your success as a parent, as I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. nor is it an accurate measure of your faith. Salvation is non-transferable, regardless of the depth and breadth of your love for the Lord. Sometimes children raised in a fine Christian family grow up to abandon the faith. 
But on the other hand, God Mm -hmm. graciously redeems many children whose parents are utter failures. So thanks so much for listening today. We look forward to continuing on this journey with you all as we seek to redeem mommyhood every day for God's glory through the power of the gospel.